0: It seems like real estate teams are all the rage these days, and I think there's good reason for that. Teams allow agents to grow their businesses and create more value for clients without the added labor and overhead of starting your own brokerage, I mean, literally being the chief bottle washer. But that doesn't mean that building a team is easy. Rachel Adams knows from experience, her first real estate team failed after just eight months. But Rachel didn't give up. She learned from the experience, building a new lean team with a clear vision. Today, Rachel is one of the top 1% of all realtors in Placer and Sacramento counties and has been ranked in the top 1,000 agents in the country by the Wall Street Journal. Rachel isn't just a top-producing agent, though. She also travels the country, coaching others on how to create a winning mindset and a successful business. In this interview, Rachel explains the keys to building a successful real estate team and details her personal journey to a more balanced life and career.
1: This is Eric Simon from The Broke Agent.
2: I'm Shannon Stone. And I'm Tamara Stone, here in uh, REMAX in Kelowna, BC. Hey there, this is Rita Adams with the Hston Adams Real Estate Group at Kellerman Realty, and you are listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbe.
0: Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to have you on the show. So let me ask you a question. You have a team that is in the top 1% of your market, and that is not a small feat. And so what I'm really curious about is what what does it take to do that? And I know we don't have a ton of time to go through every step and all the pain, but I want to start out by saying, was that a goal? Like, is this something you set out to do?
2: You know i think with real estate when i started in the career i was actually working a full-time job and you know i always would see these big commission checks through and i'm actually third generation real estate so my grandma was a realtor my dad's a realtor and they wanted me to go into real estate and i didn't want to go figure right We're yeah a rebel yeah um, exactly and so i'm seeing all checking through and I wanted one, but at the time for me, salary was safe and I knew how much money was coming in and commission was scary. Um, and then I heard a quote that actually changed my entire world and it was that uh, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. So all of a sudden I went from the scarcity mindset thinking I'm, I need the safety. I need to know how much money is coming in to abundance. And I said, well, wait a second. If if there's no cap on how much money I could make, then I could create my own destiny. Um, so I went in and put my two weeks that day and um, started in real estate in February of 2012. Didn't have a database, didn't have a sphere of influence, had no idea how to do a listing presentation, prior presentation. Um, but there's a Jim Rohn quote that, um, you're the sum of the five people you hang around. Yeah, And you know that really became kind of like a pace setter for me of how I was going to lead my life. And so I went to the people that are in the top 20% of production in my office and just started to do coffees with them. I started to sit down with them and offer to hold their houses open, um, you know, run signs for them, like, like basically just kind of, you know, be their errand girl. And, and, and I was able to learn from them. And so for me, it was, if I wanted to be in the top, you know, percentage of production, I mean, to be honest with you, Seth, in the beginning, I was just broke and yeah. I didn't like how it felt. <laughs> I left an unhealthy marriage and I just was like starting from scratch and needed to learn how to like identify the kind of person I wanted to be and how I wanted to lead my life. And I I just really realized if I wanted to have this big life that I I thought was possible, that I had to get really clear on my goals. And so my first goal was just making Masters Club, which I think at the time was like 3.2 million my first year. And I did that. And then I was like, well, that was kind of cool. What's the next step? And so the first year I closed 39 deals. The next year was 109. The third year was 123, which put me in the top 1,000 agents in the country for the Wall Street Journal. Um, And now I'm in my fourth year. So it it wasn't necessarily like the top 1%. I mean, that's definitely an awesome thing to be able to be in the county but it was just about like leading a really big life and when I got my personal ducks in a row and I figured out who I wanted to be the business just kind of came along with it
0: so okay you make it sound a little easy and I know that there was a lot of sweat and tears involved there so tell me the first step so you got your mindset right which is really I don't want to gloss over that because if you're not good in in the head it's really hard to be motivated and generous and attract what you want to attract but you did that process then what's next what's after so- that
2: Absolutely. So I think for sure, definitely first, like your, your mental state is really important. And so I found for me, in order to have a really successful day, it absolutely started with my morning. Um, I read a book by Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning. And I, have you read that?
0: Yes, I love that book.
2: Awesome. Super clear in my morning routine. And I realized that in order for me to have like a really awesome work day, I needed to get up by 630, have a glass of water before my two feet hit the floor. Um, I would get a little bit of workout in and like I've actually posted my workout video online because it's super simple. It takes like 10 minutes um, and I, it just like getting my blood flowing. And then I'm big on positive affirmations. I, I really wanted to be a top producer and I hadn't even done a transaction. So <laughs> I just woke up every morning and I was like, I I'm a mega agent, I'm a mega agent, you know? And I just like, I, it was all about who I wanted to become. And later in my career, it was, I'm a leader and I lead by example. And like, so my mindset the whole time has been strong. Um, the first piece I think is, um, learning, like, I'm such a big believer in not reinventing the wheel. And so I, uh, got the red book. It was a, it's a book by Gary Keller that Keller Williams has. And it basically, um, teaches you kind of step-by-step how to do a buyer presentation how to do a listing presentation so getting your systems dialed in within your business because if you have a buyer what are you going to do with them? Yeah. Like you have to have a system and a flow and okay, so I have the buyer. I need to first ask them if they've been pre-qualified. And I mean, I got burned. I'm sure, you know, other agents have too, where you put someone in a car and you go show them property and you never even ask if they've been pre-qualified and it turns out they have a credit issue and you just wasted your time and their time. Yeah. So like getting the system down in ahead, I think is super, super key. Um, And knowing my value
0: proposition. So you you mentioned something. Actually, you, you started out by mentioning it, which is you found mentors. So you are definitely the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. But I think this is really great for the audience, which is identifying who you want to emulate, who's doing best in your chosen market, career, office, whatever is part of your goal set, and literally building relationship with, with them to understand what are they doing? What are the pitfalls? And you will find some mentors in there. And then I think the other piece that you just, you know, mentioned, which is, you know, really figuring out for yourself with that goal setting. Like you have, (laughs) you stated this, you've got really audacious goals. Like not everyone wakes up, decides to become a realtor and then says, Hey, I want to be the best in my market. Like that's, (laughs) <laughs> that's a big deal, you know? Um, so tell me, so you have, I'll say the mindset in place, you've got mentorship in place. You've really looked at information of people who've done it. You know, the red book is to me required reading for anyone, regardless of the brand that you're in. Absolutely. Then, and then you start boots on the ground and you start, you know, doing showings for other, other folks. What was your first deal like?
2: Um, Okay, so my first transaction actually was, uh, so I was taking this real estate course called bold and they have you call, um, expired listings and for sale by owners. And so I had this phone list and I, you know, didn't know what I didn't know. And so I had this script and it taught me how to call expired listings. And so, you know, smile before you dial. And I'm like this little 26 year old kid, like never have done a real estate transaction. And yet I was told what to do in order to be successful. And I was was willing to put the time in and just grind until I got my results. And so I made a call and this sweet man named Bob answers and he answers the phone and he's like, hi there. And I'm like, hi, Bob, my name Rachel Adams and I'm with Keller Williams. And I'm not sure if you realize but your house just showed up as an expired listing. And he's like, mm, I don't think it did. And I was like, Bob, it just showed up as an expired listing. And he's like, well, that's really interesting because I'm selling my house by myself and I'm a for sale by owner. Oh. And. I realized, oh, shoot, I either I'm calling the wrong list or I have the wrong script. And again, I, don't, I don't know, So I just said, Bob, do you want to discuss why your house didn't sell the first time? Continuing on the expired script, like, really, Rachel? And the guy's like, well, and, uh, it, this is my first time trying to sell the house, so it hasn't sold yet. And I said, OK. And then I just I took a deep breath and I'm like, wait a second. This is a relationship based business and I, I, I like had this moment of clarity and I realized that if I could just connect with Bob and find out his motivation behind why he wanted to sell his house, then... I could probably learn where I could provide value, and so I just said, "Why? Why haven't? Why hasn't your household have you tried an open house? What marketing are you doing?" And not even knowing the scripts to say it was just coming from it from like building rapport and relationship, which I've built rapport my whole life. I just didn't realize I was building the skill set for real estate, um, and I ended up just kind of like chumming it up with Bob, and he ended up inviting me over to his house, and. I, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have a listing presentation. What do I do? So I went to my people in the top 20% of production. And I asked if I could see their listing presentation and people genuinely cared and shared. And so for me, that's why I do stuff like this, because I think it's so important to make sure that you pay it forward. And one of the very first people who ever took me to coffee was a guy named John Brophy. And he, um, was like one of the biggest REO agents at the time when I got in the business. And I knocked on his door and asked him to take me to a cup of coffee, and he's like, "What?" He's like, "What?" Doesn't it work the other way around? Like, aren't you going to take me to a cup? And I was like, "You know what, Don? I totally would, but I can't even afford to take you to a cup of coffee." <laughs> he's like, "But if you promise, to, you know, to take care of me, I'll pay it forward to someone else someday." So I do like these twenty-minute coffees with new agents just to kind of help inspire them and. Um, Yeah. So that was my first one. And I ended up getting the (laughs) listing and it was just all about the relationship.
0: So there's a couple things to unpack there. One, I've, I've done cold calling. Like I've done a lot of it. It's really, it's ballsy and it, and it's uncomfortable because you are literally intruding on someone. But if you are in sales, it's sort of, you need to at least exercise that muscle. So, you know, more power to you for doing that. And two, the other thing to note is regardless of whatever your script is, because I do believe in scripts if you're going to do that type of cold calling. But it's really about having the, the human first perspective so you can really just start to connect because that's the moment. Like if you can connect in an empathetic way with someone and you're on the phone, you have the opportunity to mess up you have the opportunity to find out what's really important to them. And then they cut you a little bit of slack, you know, to let you go a little further. So that's really awesome. So you decided at some point in this process to form a team. Tell me why you did that.
2: You know, it was, it was really because I had pretty advantageous goals and I realized that I wouldn't be able to achieve them by myself. And so the first person, like when I realized I wanted to double my buyer business, which I feel like most people start out with buyers, I brought on a showing agent. Um, So I think when I was at about five transactions at one time, I brought on a transaction coordinator and assistant. And then when I wanted to double my buyer business, I brought on a showing agent just to show property for me. And then I brought on a buyer's agent um, and I will tell you, you know, you like it sounds all fancy when you see it from the stage, right? My my uh, rise to fame or whatever you want to call it so far. But then what happened is I went to an event and I saw all these mega agents standing on stage and they were doing three hundred units and five hundred units, and I realized that they had a huge team. So when I went home, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask all my friends to get their real estate license and work for me. (laughs) Do you want to know how well that
0: works? Uh, It doesn't sound like I would have signed up.
2: Yeah. So my first team uh, lasted, I think like eight months and totally imploded. And then, and you know, they say when something fails and you point the finger, you've got four pointing back at you, you know? Yeah. So I realized I'm like, okay, wait a second. How can I sit and do a buyer broker appointment with a buyer and explain the whole process to them and tell them all the expectations and tell them what they can expect from me and what I expect from them? And same thing for a listing and not expect to have the same standard for my team. So what I did is I took a piece of paper and I drew a line down the middle. And on the left side, I said, this is what you can expect from me. And on the right side, I said, and this is what I expect from you. And so I realized that if I could set the standard for my team about what they can expect from me and what I expect from them, and I got really clear on the standards for what it would look like to be an agent on the H-Syn Adams team, um, that's really where the shift happened for me. And so the first team imploded, we put, you know, we built one again and there was obviously some bumps and bruises. And, you know, like it's, I think in real estate, like you see shiny objects and things sound great on the outside and you're like, like I'm in, I'm gonna do it, yeah. And and it's difficult, and 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 unfortunately, it can also be really expensive. I've I've um had some really expensive learning lessons. What
0: what are what what's some advice that you would give folks that are contemplating starting a team because it's really, I don't want to say it's all the rage at the moment, but it's super popular because you don't have all of the overhead. You get to focus on literally doing deals and building the team that you want. What, what advice would you give to other folks?
2: You know what? I, there's, I feel like I could do like five hours on team building. (laughs) (laughs) Like, First, I would say really really make sure that you as a team leader invest in leadership and and look in like get a coach that is going to help push you and help you set goals and teach you how to coach people and and if you're going to have a team like really figure out what your vision is for your company and by your company, I'm not saying the company you work for. I'm talking about your individual company. So for me, the H Adams team, what is my vision? What do I want it to look like? And then when you bring people onto your team, get their buy-in in the vision and show them where they fit in. But, but, you know, I, I think if you want to like, I'm already planning 2017 and we're not even we're like, we're what in June of 2016. But I realized that like, if I want this, you know, I obviously have, you know, big goals for this year and even bigger goals for next year. It's about the systems and dialing it in. And so I think if you build your model to support a really, really big business and then you baby step your way to get there, I think that's really, really key.
0: And uh- And you, I mean, there, there's two faces front and center on your team. How did you choose your, I'll call him your partner for back, for lack of a better term. How did you choose that person?
2: You, well, you know, to be honest with you, um, I totally believe in full transparency. Matt and I, I actually, um, uh, bought him out in uh, May 1st of this year. So he, and and it, it was, it's exciting. Like it's good for both of us. Um, what happened? The way that partnership worked for Matt and I—we were partners for um, about four years. Okay. And what happened is, like, we we really sat down, and people said, "Don't go into partnership. Don't have a partner. It never works out." And we were like, "Well, again, we didn't know. We didn't know." So we we're like, "Let's try it." So we actually took a piece of paper, and we we cut it down the middle, and he took it, and I took it, and we both said we asked each other questions. How many days do you want to work? What level of commitment do you have for the team? How many units do you want to close this year? What do you think your strengths are? And what do you think your weaknesses are? And I will tell you, it was the coolest thing to put them back together and literally create a business model based off of our strengths and weaknesses and... You know, Matt really is creative on the investing side of things. He really likes things black and white. So he was like, I'd rather handle the organization, help the admin team, and hold the agents accountable. He didn't want to hold hands. He didn't want to have to coach people. He didn't want to um, do listing presentations or buyer presentations. And, and I was more of the emotional side. And he was more of the kind of like, I don't want to say logical, but like the, you know, the, the organizational structure. And so that really, really worked well for us. And we had open communication the whole time. So just like you would in like a marriage. I mean, I was back to back with this guy for four years. So you can imagine there's lots of ups and downs, there's growing pains, there's bumps and bruises. And yet we were both so committed to our company and to our goals that it worked really well. And you know, we got to a place where he really wanted to focus on his investing career and he launched a podcast and I had written a book and then had the real estate team and our passions just started to go in different directions. And so we just, again, luckily we, w- we were really fortunate to have amazing communication. And so we were able to, you know, dissolve our partnership and kind of restructure what it looks like. So I still list all his properties. <laughs> You know, we still have some speaking events together because we did have a successful partnership for four years. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for that, you know?
0: So one of the things that's always fascinated me about this industry is there are lots of folks that have what I'll call many of the softer skills that are required in sales, like the creative, the vivacious, the ability to problem solve on the fly, and yet really are benefited from having... Infrastructure, so you can scale. How are you addressing that now that he's no longer, you know, part of the day to day?
2: You know, it, it was actually funny because I I realized once you know he was out of the the model that um, I I knew and I did a lot more than I thought I did. I just you know I I think when like, okay, so for example, he was in charge of our P&L with our admin, with our um, executive admin. And it actually, I feel, has benefited me because now that I have it completely to myself, um, I am so plugged in. Like my business coach always said, Rachel, you need to know your numbers. You need to know your numbers. You need to know where you're at to know where you want to go. And having a partner, for me a little bit, I was like, well, that's Matt's side. I don't have to deal with it. And really and truly, like my like I'm on pace to do 40 million this year. My intention is to do 50 million. And I am so committed to that goal. And I literally have sat down like with each person. So I have three preferred lenders. Um, I have, you know, a uh, buyer uh, online lead platform. I have different things that I do. And every person that's involved in my organization, I literally sat down with them and had a one-on-one. And I said, listen, this is where I'm at right now for the year. And this is where I intend to go. So just so you know, in the next... Um, two months, I'm bringing on three new agents. And then two months after that, I'm bringing on three new agents. So by the end of the year, like right now we have 10 people in my biz- in my company. And by the end of the year, I'm going to have 18. And, you know, it's like, but I had to get everyone's buy-in. Just like I said, you show the team division. The like for me, it was really recommitting to who is involved and who is on my bus and yeah. making sure that everyone knows their role and knows where we're headed. And, and sometimes like, have you ever read um, the energy bus? No, I've not. Okay. Phenomenal. I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a copy. It's, it's an amazing book that really talks to you about the energy you have around you and, and being so incredibly um, clear and intentional about your goals that everyone around you knows. And sometimes we have people in our organizations that we keep around because we like them as people, but they don't have the right skill set to be in the position they're in, but we keep them around. And so it, it kind of is like, you know, like I love, I love you, but you might not be right for the standards of my company. And, and that's okay. It's just re, you know, being really clear about what that looks like. And so they might just either be on the wrong seat on your bus and maybe they're better, you know, in a different role, or you might be able to invite them to, you know, um, self discover that it's not the right career.
0: I love that. So this leads me to something one, which is, um, I've just started reading your book and okay. I, I love it. And what's interesting is it's in many ways, so, I mean, it's related to real estate, but it's really about empowering personal discovery. So Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to hear like, like how did this come about? Like, why did you decide to write the book and why did you decide to sort of help guide others through this process?
2: Well, thanks first off for reading it. I That's awesome to hear. you know what? I I had an author on my vision board and I always thought that I would write a book, but I thought it'd be about real estate. And what I'm really realizing is that real estate, I think is just a platform for me. And I love what I do and I love caring about other people, but I realized that like, I want to leave a legacy. So what, it's kind of funny how it all happened, but I actually, so I told you in three years, I hit top 1000 agents in the country and When I was uh, first got into real estate, I had just really realized I needed to shift the way I led my life. So I'm exercising and eating healthy. And I lost like 40 pounds getting in the business. So I'm just like doing things on a high level. Well, what, so Keller Williams, my company, hears that there's this girl under 30 who lost 40 pounds and she hit top 1000. So they said, hey, Rachel, why don't you come out to Texas and we'll interview you so you can inspire other young agents on how to, you know, build a business and lead your life. And I was super excited. So, you know, I get to Nordstrom and I get the dress and I, you know, get my hair done and my makeup done. Um, But what I hadn't told anybody is that in that three years of building the business, I had gotten a divorce and never dealt with it. You know, I gained back 30 of those 40 pounds. I was getting a headache and drinking a cup of coffee, you know, with an Advil. I mean, to the outside world and to social media, I portrayed this like perfect image um, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. But yeah. in reality, I was it was different. I was I was sad and I was kinda lost. And um so I go to Texas to shoot this commercial and I walk into the gym and I meet this woman named Nina Rowan Heller. Now she's the um health and wellness coach for all the executives at Keller Williams and she's also coached with Matthew McConaughey and other celebrities like the founders of Microsoft. She's phenomenal. Um and so she's your, down-
0: your co author, correct?
2: Yeah, she's a co-author. Uh, okay, got it. She's also married to the CEO of Keller Williams, uh, Chris oh, Keller. Heller. She's pretty awesome. Um, so I sit down with her and we're she's, you know, going over the interview with me and we're talking about my career and she's asking me questions and I'm like, "Yep, absolutely." And, you know, just doing my normal thing cuz I I've been I've done, you know, hundreds of real estate interviews. And we're talking and all of a sudden she kind of stops and she touches my arm and she's like, "And and how did that make you feel?" And I was like, "Uh, I mean, you know, it was it was hot, difficult, but you know, you do what you do. And so then we keep talking and we're talking about something else and she stops again. She's like, and, and how did that make you feel? And I'm like, what the heck chick?
0: Like,
2: <laughs> my flow. And uh, she actually ends up dismissing the camera crew. She asks them if they can step outside and I will tell you like all color drains for my face. I don't know what the heck is going on. And she's super sweet. She takes my hand and she says, um, Rachel, have you ever heard that quote, your video's not matching your audio? And I'm mm. like, uh, uh, yeah. And she's like, I think we should talk about what's really going on here. And I, it was the craziest moment because I feel like, um, I I just, I felt like I was caught as weird as that sounds. And I just started crying and I on the, you know, my makeup streaming down my face and I just told her that I, have led this life for everyone else and then I got a divorce and I never dealt with it be- and that I know how to get results in my business so that's what I focused on and that I I know that I want to be happy and I should be but something's missing. And it was crazy. We just had this amazing conversation and you know it was it's funny because I feel like in real estate it's so easy to let your business run you instead of you run your business and that's really what was kind of happening to me and I was you know, just kind of spinning out of control, but quietly because I still kept it all together for my company and for my agents and for everyone else out there. And she just had this really awesome conversation with me about like authenticity. And um, so I went home. I never got to shoot the commercial. And um, I cried for like two days and then realized that instead of being the victim and being sad about what had happened, I decided that I would be the victor. And I was like, wait a second, what could life look like if I totally took ownership for this? And I, I maybe, you know, I I took out some things that were distracting me. And so I just made a commitment to myself that I was going to lead, you know, a better life and, and what could that look like? So I decided for 90 days that I was going to take out uh, my two distractions, which at the time was uh, dating and drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. And dating, like, I feel like in real estate, if you're single, you're, you just go on the dating apps because that's like a quick fix, you know, yeah, and it's the, yeah. so I was on a bunch of those. And then I also, you know, I wasn't drinking crazy, but I would go out for cocktails with my girlfriends or happy hour with my coworkers or whatever. And that's kind of slowly how the 30 pounds come back on. Cause after you have a drink, it's easier to have some French fries or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh,
2: So I end up just for 90 days, I just really focused on me and the kind of life I wanted to lead. And I started journaling and, um, you know, going to church and being really intentional about my conversations and keep, you know, when I was with someone, I would put my phone away instead of always, you know, doing like the iPhone prayer where you're kind of half listening.
1: Um,
2: and on day 69, I flew back to Orlando for a real estate convention and I'm walking down the hall and I see Nina and she's like, Oh my gosh, Rachel, what happened to you? Cause I'm down 25 pounds and my skin's glowing and my numbers are up. And I said, you know, you happened and that conversation happened. And she said we needed to talk about it. And so we ended up talking about an hour a day, once a week for the next two months, I flew down to her house in uh, San Diego and she has 25 years experience and this wealth of knowledge. And, you know, she's coached people, these, you know, multi, multi millionaires and she's coached, you know, stay at home moms and all of this, all of them have trouble with time blocking with, you know, making good food choices. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Fundamentally, we're all the same, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without a doubt. I, I really resonated with what I've read so far in the book. I think that it's so easy, not just in real estate, but in, in business, like, okay, so let's assume we all have to work in some capacity. It is so easy to get caught up into the sort of structure of work and the goal-oriented setting and ignore what's going on inside and with your relationships and with your family. I mean, some of that's even harder work. Like I, I hear lots of people say, oh, going to work, that's the easy part. Being, <laughs> being home, that's the hard part. And uh, I, I really commend you for, one, sharing that, but also helping others go through this process. It's, it's really great.
2: Thanks. You know, I think the thing is, is like the way that we did it is, um, it's, it's a, a whole program. I mean, there's the way it really is designed is that for 90 days, you focus on a different part of your life for one week. So the first week you figure out your story and your big why. So like what your purpose is, and then you figure out what your two distractions are the next week. So what's holding you back from leading the most ideal version of your life. And then you go into you know, your day, time blocking, planning and implementing what an ideal day looks like for you. And we have techniques to help you do that. And then we talk about nutrition and fuel and exercise and sleep and your mindset and body posture, spirituality, I mean, and and relationships. I think that so many people allow, you know, friendships in their life or romantic relationships in their life and they don't even have a standard for it. And it's really hard to, you know, have expectations for what you want if you've never clearly established what that is. And so the way that the book is designed in the program is the first half of every chapter is called Rachel's Journey. So it's why I went through what I went through. And the second half is called Nina's Knowledge. And it's done workbook style for the reader to go through it themselves and really do work. And, you know, we've had people call, call us saying, crying and they're like, I can't believe how much I forgot who I am. And and I love that because I think like self improvement and and development like working on personal development it's not easy and yet when you really commit to it at a high level your business improves your marriage improves you know you look better you feel better your health is better and your business improves because it's a byproduct of you just kind of becoming a better person um so
0: yeah yeah there's more to give i mean there's more to give to the world if you're taking care of yourself i love it rachel where can folks find out more about you, more about the book? Uh, you know, either follow you on social, whatever is the best for you.
2: So you can follow me on uh, Facebook. It's Rachel Adams Realtor, is my name on Facebook. Um, just Rachel Adams, but if you want to actually do the little hash or the slash, it's Rachel Adams Realtor. And um, my website for the book is uh, www.lost2found90.com. And the two is the number two, and the 90 is the number 90. So it's lost. To found 90com And, um, Seth, one thing we're doing for your listeners is they can actually go on and download the first three chapters of the book completely for free to see if it's kind of a fit for them. And then they can also watch one of the inspirational guidance videos because the program, um, every Monday you get set an inspirational guidance video, which kind of guides you through the chapter. And it's Nina and I talking you through it. And then you get a cha- assigned a chapter of the book. There's a 90 day uh, Facebook group that you're in. Then everybody in the group is going through the challenge with you. And you have a post that you can interact 90 days with them. And and we have people right now doing it in New England. Like it's crazy. And there's an app and journaling and food tracking and a t-shirt. And it's pretty awesome.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to share. I love your story. I also, I love your energy. Like, you know, it's, it's really, really inspiring. Um, Thanks for being
1: on the show.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And let me know if I can help any further.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.